Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, the National Museum of Ireland is often referred to as the Dead Zoo, but it's Waterford that has taken the honour of hosting Ireland's only museum dedicated to the subject of death. The Wake Museum is based, appropriately, in a former hospice. Eamon McEnany is director of the Waterford Treasurer's Group of Museums. Good afternoon, Eamon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to all your listeners. Uh, could you tell us something first about the building? Well, well, the building is in what we call the dead centre of Waterford, and people have been going there for the last 1,100 years. It was in what was a graveyard at the site of a graveyard here in the centre of the historic Waterford. And um, it was built in, or it was opened on the 2nd of November, which is All Souls Day, or the Day of the Dead, in, in 1478 by the, the Dean of the, uh, of the Cathedral here the uh, and the Mayor of the city. They were both two men who were obsessed with death, obsessed with the idea that they may end up, their souls may end up in purgatory. And they're also obsessed with doing good deeds for the people of Waterford and they set up this almshouse. And the people who stay there, it was for 12 men and women, and the people who stay there, remember there's no social welfare in those days. So, you know, once you got old and you couldn't work for yourself and maybe if you had no family, where would you go? And the whole idea was that they would stay there and for rent, they would say prayers three times in the middle of the night they had to get up to say prayers for the souls of the dead. Gee, Matt, you mustn't have got a wink uh, of sleep. No, they mustn't have poor creatures. And not getting enough sleep, that'll put you in an early grave. Uh, it, would, it, would, it would indeed. <laughs> it would indeed. Uh, and so, uh, the, 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 but the museum itself, you're, you're looking at a, a death across... Many centuries. Across many centuries. Yeah, the first uh, first house when people come here, it's this painted a dark red. And that actually was, well, the remains of it and the, the timber beams and all are still there from the time. The, that was originally, the, um, the mayor had that. He rented it out as a shop. He was a very wealthy mayor. He was a big merchant. And he said he gave that to the Ams House, which is immediately beside it. And the rent from that shop was to pay for the upkeep of the Ams House. So basically, it was like a medieval hospice. And then and what we're going to do actually to continue that tradition going back to, to 1478, we're going to um, give a, 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 a euro from every entry into the local hospice. Then as you move into the, to the Alms House proper, then you go through six rooms from the 15th century, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, up to the 20th century. I mean, look at different death customs and traditions and how attitudes and, you know, then, of course, the Reformation, how that affected death and whether you prayed for the souls of the dead or not and all that sort of thing. Right. So we go through all that and we take sub-themes of medicine and ch- infant mortality which is sadly very high in the 18th century and uh, you know all sort different sub-themes about plagues and all that sort of thing and black death and all that. So it's, it's a fascinating in journey through we've got the oldest death mask we've got what could be termed is not officially a will but it's going back to as early as 1374 when when the a transfer of land to one from one water family to another. There, there was a second outbreak of the famous plague known as the Black Death, and of course they were so terrified, whole families would be would be wiped out that they wrote down the, the names of twenty five different male members of the family that the land would go to in the event of all of them being wiped out. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's kind of serious stuff. Should, should, should you bring children to this at all? It sounds a bit scary. Uh, it, it is. It is scary. Yeah, but it's, it's very. The building is very atmospheric. You know, we we had to take a lot of it, dismantle a lot of it, and put it all back together again. But obviously, we marked everything and numbered everything and put it all back the way it should be. But it's a, it's a great experience. And then the very end, what we do is we, we bring you to the last room, which is meant to be what it was in the in the nineteen fifties. It was uh, somebody's uh, flat, and in there we we still have on the wall. Then we've lots of of mass cards because of course the whole thing was was started off so the people would say mass for the dead and we still do that tradition today we give people mass cards but then we open up this 
display and on it is, you know, get busy living and, you know, listen to the great people that, that went before us and told us like George Bernard Shaw, you know, that we carry a torch. Life is, isn't a candle. We carry a torch and we should do our best in this world and yeah. pass on that torch to the next. And, and, and the other one then, Mark Twain, you know, dance like nobody's watching, you know, um, sing like nobody's listening and love like nobody's and like you've never been hurt. So, you know, get out there and live life and, you know, uh, think about death, but don't become obsessed with it. But remember, you've only one, 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 one go on the merry-go-round and, and go out there and live life and start yeah. worrying about what people think about you. As far as we know. My impression almost though, that, that even pre-Christian or post-Christian, that yes, the Irish yeah. have had pretty much the same attitude towards that. They were quite good at it, actually. They were, yeah. And, was, and that's why we show we have a 50-minute audiovisual that deals with the, with the whole span of history from the Stone Age upwards and like the great, built great monuments. But sure, that's all about community. And then the monument, of course, on the landscape meant that this community owns this space and our spirits of our dead people are watching over this and protecting this space for us. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's and, and that continues right throughout the centuries. And even at the very end, we end up with Padraig Pierre speaking at the gravesite in Glasnevin in Dublin there on, on the bet of the, the, of the Fenian or Donovan Rossa. And he says, you know, while Ireland holds these dead, Ireland at, at, uh, uh, on free will never be at peace. So again, Debt was so important to people as an identity, as a marker of who we are culturally uh, and as a community. And the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that attended that funeral, that was what they were about. And that you know, that inspired the men, of course, who gave their lives for Irish independence in 1916. Yeah. One of our listeners wants to know, are there any tins of snuff going at the Death Museum? There are indeed. We have lovely snuff boxes on display. We've all, we've won a huge collection of old snuff boxes and we've lot um, original pipes um, clay pipes, of course, a big clay pipe factory here in Waterford, and even they used to export them for Irish wakes to America in the in the nineteenth century. And of course, the tradition was you brought a pipe, to, uh, and if you didn't smoke, you were still expected to smoke at the wake, and then you broke the pipe and threw it in a in a basket or whatever. Oh. Or, or, and 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 because people foolishly believed that the Virgin Mary smoked a pipe at the at the <laughs> death of Christ, which of course <laughs> that America hadn't been discovered. <laughs> Um, that was a bit of a stretch, but the, the whole pipe thing, and we have relics and rosaries and, you know, and we, we have a, a lady, uh, well, a mannequin of a lady with, you know, pennies on her eyes and the rosary in her, in her, in her, in her hands um, when you go in there, when you go into that wake room. So it's, we've tried to recreate what it would be like to go. And the whole thing is done by an actor who's an undertaker and he... Every time he, he's in each century as he passes through and it's really engaging. And then, of course, he ends up at a, uh, uh, singing the parting glass at the end of it, which yes. is very poignant. Indeed, it's yeah. a really wonderful. I mean, people have come out there now this morning. They really thought it was a really lovely emotional experience and said made them think about a lot of things in life, which what we want to do. Museums should move people. Yeah, Not just be static things. Yeah, you know? I'm looking forward to yeah. somebody finding a relic of the Virgin Mary's pipe uh, that she's yes, yeah, so yeah, That would be, yeah, be interesting. Eamon, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Eamon McEnany, the director of the Waterford Treasurers Group of Museums, and the Heart Shoulder will be ha- actually having a uh, report on this uh, uh, later on uh, this afternoon. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.